Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Wait, so we're talking about who's going to be the Patriots coach next year, meaning it's not going to be Belichick? It's not going to be First time in 24 years we're having that discussion. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. That in itself, by the way, guys, is an amazing thing. The New England Patriots fans, me being a frontrunner, one of them, is some... (laughs) uh, we have not experienced what every other fan base has experienced over the last two decades. Who's going to be the quarterback? That question was the same for 20 years. Who's going to be the coach? That question was the same for 24 years. Think about how many times the Browns, the Jets, the Lions, etc. Even great organizations like yours and the Giants are now experiencing that for the last decade plus. Every organization has experienced that. New England doesn't know what this is like. Which is so weird because it's so abnormal to think this. I mean, a quarter of a century. That's yeah. what we're talking there about. There are people. Stability for there's, a quarter there's of a century. whole generations of people that have never known losing, really, in New England. <laughs> what do you say? People have got married and had kids, sent them to college. And then those kids have had kids. <laughs> that's where we're at, though. Think about that, That though. is wild to be in this position. But I also think that that's what's going to make this one of the most coveted jobs during this hiring cycle. You're talking about a franchise that's going to have the most cap space of anybody in football. They've got $90 million going into the offseason. they got the third overall all pick I mean they've got pieces on defense this is a team that can get it turned around in short order if they make the right hire I'm not saying it's going to happen in year one with the new head coach but I could see a world where in the second season with a new head coach that knows what he's doing is working in lockstep with the front office where the Patriots are back in the playoffs well that's to me that takes you believing in something which is really to me pretty interesting the idea of the Patriot way versus the Belichick way versus the Brady way. Because what you're saying by even uttering what you just said, which is playoffs within the next two years, let's say, means that you believe, and you have every right to believe this based on evidence, Robert Kraft and the Kraft ownership group has created this environment and culture to cultivate good coaches and good players, and that is not going to walk out the door with Belichick. Yeah, it's not, it, it, it's not a belief, though. It's a fact, isn't it? I don't know because... Well, we do know. We saw what Belichick was as a head coach in Cleveland. Right, but we also saw what Robert Kraft was owning the team with Pete Carroll, and they were not a championship contender. And guess team. what happened? And he, he moved, got Belichick. He moved on from him. What was that? Three-year stint? Three he moved, years, He moved on from him, and he got somebody in there that knew what he was doing. But guess what? Three years, I gave the guy time. He showed me what he was. I transitioned away, traded for a coach after he decided to resign as being the head guy for the New York Jets after a day. Ended up giving up draft picks, including a first-rounder, and it ended up leading to a quarter century of unparalleled success. That, 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 is that we'll own- never see again. But that is ownership, though, to make a bold decision oh, like that. I, that that is all that. ownership, to put that infrastructure in place. So we've got to give Robert Kraft credit. If we're going to sit here and criticize 
Owners like the Spanos family with the Chargers or David Tepper with the Carolina Panthers or Dan Snyder with the, with the Commanders once upon a time. Woody Johnson with the If we're going to criticize those owners and say that's why those teams can't have success, then we got to give credit to Robert Kraft as to why the Patriots were able to be in nine Super Bowls and win six of them over the last 24 years. We just have to. Yeah, if you're a Patriots fan, you should feel – like he's going to be able to identify the right person or at least give him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to identify the right person. Whether it's Gerard Mayo, who feels like a succession plan in waiting, or Mike Vrabel, who is a proven coach on his own and still has that Patriots and Belichick DNA. But what I wonder is if those guys don't have success, let's say it's three years. If you don't make the playoffs in three years, is he going to have patience? You shouldn't. You can't. You fired Belichick. So here's what, here's what we've done. We've looked at Belichick in two within the Patriots. We've looked at Belichick in two different categories: the first twenty and the next four. He gave Belichick four years. He fired him. If Gerard Mayo, who by the way doesn't necessarily feel like a succession plan, that may be in writing already because you're allowed to do that in the NFL with permission. And there's been some reporting that maybe it's already like done that it's Gerard Mayo. But but if they do that for three or four years, Smalls, and they don't make the playoffs, he's got to go. He set the precedent. But this could start a whole new chapter in Patriots history where they're just like everybody else. Correct. And that maybe Robert Kraft doesn't identify the right person and that their ownership is just like every other ownership group where they give someone a chance and maybe they give a new quarterback a chance and it doesn't work out. I'm just saying we see these cycles with teams so often and maybe this is the time for the Patriots to be just like everybody else. Well, here's why I don't think that's going to happen. Think about it. Since Robert Kraft took over ownership of the team in 1994, they've had three head coaches. You want to know who they are? Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Bill Parcells. Pretty good list. Pretty I mean, good list. Why, why would we think he wouldn't hire the right guy? He's had a what? great that's, that's what I'm saying. That, like two of the three went to Super Bowls with the team. So why would we think he's not going to hire the right guy? Like, all three of them are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like that's how good they are. All three of them did have head coaching experience prior. So Vrabel may fit that. Vrabel, Vrabel seems to fit it more than Mayo point. does. That's a good point. That is a good point. Does that Robert Kraft want to give someone their first head coaching job with his franchise? Meaning, I could make the argument that Brian Flores, now with the Vikings, former Dolphins head coach and former uh, defensive coordinator with New England, and Mike Vrabel make more sense than Mayo because do you want a first-time job as this job? But... I think you graduate into a job like this. I think there's many college jobs you look at. Like yeah, Alabama, it's, almost, it's almost like Michigan or Alabama yeah, or Ohio State. And that's you where you and yeah. I have talked about Sharon Moore. It's like, okay, clearly he deserves the job, but for his first time, you're yeah, going to get you, Michigan? You just don't jump into those Don't jobs. you go to, like, Washington first? Even though you've been in the building <laughs> I mean, and you I, know that how that was things... disrespectful, but whatever. <laughs> I get what you're saying, though. But even though you've been in the building and you know the players and you know the cultures and you already have that relationship with ownership, you don't think that that carries some weight here? It should. You're right. But, I mean, CeCe and I both sat here the other day talking about Sharon Moore as clearly qualified. He's the Michigan offensive coordinator. Clearly qualified to take over for Harbaugh if he leaves. And both of us came to the same conclusion. Are we sure your first time should be here? Just like, are we sure your first time should be with the Patriots? Does it matter? It could be with the Titans. I mean, I'm sorry, but it could be with the Chargers. Would it matter to you if Bill Belichick said Mayo's the guy? Like if if he 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 ain't saying that. But I'm just saying if he trust me. No, really. He ain't gonna say that. He's not gonna say anybody's the guy. He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna say Mayo's the guy. Why not? I think all the reporting would indicate that there was. One guy who thought he was going to be the coach moving forward and worrying about that, and the other guy who thought he was the coach now and worrying about that, and 
It seems like that's what the reporting has been around this team, right? Whether it's true or not, we're going to find out. But it seems like there was somewhat of a divide this year in terms of that coaching staff. So I also don't even think Belichick would endorse his own son for the job. Who, by the way, I don't know what happens with them, too. Steven Brian Belichick were on that staff. Belichick is not going to publicly endorse a human no, being publicly. for the Patriots job. Not publicly. I'm just wondering privately if he and Robert Kraft have had that conversation at all. It's not Bill Belichick's problem anymore because he's on to whatever his next stop is. But I do wonder if having worked with him and maybe Bill Belichick at times speaking glowingly of this person carries any weight in that decision. You're assuming he has. I don't know that I he am. Has. I'm just wondering. Yeah, Joe Fortenbaugh, Carlin versus Joe, uh, does not agree with us about the Patriots job being a good job. Full-on rebuild here. Full-on rebuild. You got to remember, you're not going to be able to sell yourself the way you used to. They were able to bring in guys back in the day like Randy Moss because of Tom Brady. You were able to bring in guys like Wes Welker because of Tom Brady. Look at how they were able to recruit on both sides of the ball, how they were able to stack guys, whether it was aging veterans who had just enough left in the tank who were chasing a ring. Wasn't Darrell Revis there for crying out loud? Mm -hmm. Like They were able to recruit because they had the dynasty. They had so much to sell. They've got nothing to sell you. Those banners up there, that's a bygone era. It's gone. If you just take that as the guidance for how you hire your next coach, then Vrabel's your coach. Players absolutely Players love, love Vrabel. Yeah, they love Vrabel. Love him. But here's the thing, and to what Joe was talking about, he may be looking at the latest iteration of the Patriots to win a championship. That would be in 2018. That's what they relied on. But that's not how the dynasty started. The dynasty started with a lot of veteran players on the defensive side of the ball that were pros, pros, and, you know, kind of an upstart unit on the offensive side of the ball. Drew Bledsoe gets knocked out, and in comes this guy named Tom Brady, and they're able to make it work because they were so versatile. So, I mean, and they played all three phases of the game very, very well, fundamentally sound, and complementary to one another. That's how they started winning championships. That's how they beat the greatest show on turf. It didn't start out with becoming a free agent destination. You have to graduate into that. But there's no reason to think that they can't, not with the resources that they're going to have available to them. But, CC, it continues to go back to my thought of your belief is in that Patriot way. Because all of the stuff you just said, I believe... The win with veterans, all through all three phases, good guys. Like, all these guys around the Patriots are all, like, you probably are friends with half of them, CeCe. Like, hey, that's a guy I'd want on my team kind of guys, right? I assume Belichick will have all of those guys in his next stop, right? Whether it's Atlanta or wherever it is. Yeah. Like, I think that the, the next stop will feel like the Patriots or what we know of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. What I don't know is, are the Patriots going to feel like the Patriots moving forward? And you're saying yes. Yes, because the infrastructure to. is still going to be in place. Like, they, they still have that. The, the culture that, that was built by Robert Kraft from an organizational standpoint ain't going away. Now, it'll take some work in terms of making sure that everybody is in alignment, meaning the owner, the general manager in the front office, down to the head coach, which trickles into the locker room. Like, that's the most difficult part about having success as a head coach at the highest levels of the sport when we talk about football. Having everybody in the organization in alignment. So now that Bill Belichick is gone, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve in terms of what the head coach thinks he needs to have success and having that uh, vision be executed by the general manager in terms of the pieces that he needs to go out to support that. That's the learning that has to happen this offseason But in terms of having the infrastructure in place, the support staff to give all of those people what they need, the scouting department, everything, that's going to be there. 
And that's why I have the utmost confidence that they're going to get this turned around in short order. Yeah, it might not happen in 2024, but they're not making a decision based on trying to get to the playoffs in 2024, although that would be nice. This is about being able to have sustained success. This is beyond 2024. What was our outlook look like for the next decade? That's what this decision is going to be about. And I have the utmost confidence that Robert Kraft will make the right choice. I don't have as much confidence. And it's not that Robert Kraft doesn't deserve that. I just always go back to my muscle memory, which is the St. Louis Cardinals, who have had a lot of success historically. It's easy to maintain that culture and that identity when you're winning. It's easy to maintain that culture and that identity when you have people in the organization who have had success and who've been there a long time, i.e. players and coaches. When you do turn the page into a new era, just because you've had that and ownership stays the same does not mean that it translates. Trust me. I'm living through it right now. But here's the thing, though. We say that, but when we look at a team like Green Bay, what, like all they've known is success over the last 30 years. But they still have leftovers. Like, Gutenkus was there with Rodgers, and, and I believe at the end of Favre. Like, there's still leftovers from that. No, but I'm just but, – but again, you're talking about over a span of three decades, you see that with the Packers. Like, there are certain franchises that have that. Yeah. So, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, you have some moving parts. You have different head coaches, but – I mean, for the Green Bay Packers, it was Holmgren, it was McCarthy, now it's Matt LaFleur, and all of those coaches seemingly have success. There's a reason well, for we're that. About to find now, I know out. there's a Mike Sherman in there. We ain't going to talk about that. But, but you get what I'm saying, though, Ed. He was not embarrassingly bad, though. That's a thing. No, but that's what I'm saying. But there are certain organizations that have success, and I think that's a part of being a good franchise is having an infrastructure in place that allows you to get the most out of your people. It's clear to me, based on the three-decade track record of Robert Kraft owning the team, that he knows what he's doing in that regard. By the way, just to double down on on the point you just made, which is I know we're off topic on this, but Mike Sherman was the the example of bad you used. He was fifty seven and thirty nine with the Packers and won three divisions and went to the playoffs four times. So and that wasn't good. Can, and, no, you can't use that as bad. But, but that's what but that's what I'm saying. I know. But oh, that's all the what coaches about that we're talking out. about in the last three days. That's what we're talking about. Ray Rhodes was the one that you're thinking of. I think that was bad in there. Okay. He was not that good. Oh, but, <laughs> he wasn't there long either. <laughs> no, that's the point. He, he wasn't there long I either. I think we're about to find out with the Patriots as to what they're all about organizationally. But to, but to CeCe's point, we probably forget, hey, Kraft was in a Super Bowl before Belichick was the head coach. Just throwing that out there. Coming up, a man who has hired many head coaches and been in the postseason many times will join us coming up next to discuss all of this. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Bill Belichick is no longer the coach of the New England Patriots. Last time we said that, 
was 24 years ago. Remarkable. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Mike Tannenbaum is here, ESPN, NFL front office insider, former GM, Dolphins, Jets. Adam Schefter said yesterday that it's not only the jobs that are open that should be aware of Belichick, it's the playoff teams this weekend that should be aware of Belichick. Who specifically? Well, you know, we'll see if, if there are teams that get eliminated. But, like, I think, you know, there could be maybe a retirement or two. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen. But, you know, we've seen a surprise with Pete Carroll. Hypothetically, let's say Andy Reid would retire. You just – you never know. Look, the bottom line, Evan, is if the four of us were running an NFL team – Michelle and I were just talking about this – you have to juxtapose what you have with how you can improve. Now, a lot of teams are going to say, I may like my head coach, but Bill Belichick's available. Mike T, there's a lot of conversation about how attractive the job opening in New England is, especially following in the footsteps of a legend. And I'm curious from your perspective, we see franchises that never really have a long period of time when they're down. Teams like the Baltimore Ravens, like the Green Bay Packers. I mean, you have to throw in the Pittsburgh Steelers in that. And the New England Patriots are included in that. Robert Kraft, since he's owned the team in 1994, has had three coaches, Bill Parcells, Pete Carroll, and Bill Belichick, all of which, in my opinion, are Hall of Famers. So I guess I asked the question, with the infrastructure that's in place in New England, how attractive is this job? Well, look, you have great support from ownership, but if we were just being – Objective about it, like they're they're the fourth best team from a talent standpoint. Now, with that said, with the third pick in the draft, if it's Jaden Daniels or Drake May, that could change uh, pretty quickly. But I would say, um, do I think they have a better chance of winning over the next couple of years? Absolutely, but they have to get the quarterback right, and I think the defense is closer than people think. So, with a good owner and presumed stability, I think it's a pretty good opening. If you were in that room helping to make this decision on who was going to succeed Bill Belichick, would you be more inclined to bring in somebody who has Patriot DNA or maybe is familiar with the program or completely turn the page? So first, second, or third to me is someone that has mental toughness because let's write the story in September. The first time they lose and there's a fourth quarter PI or illegal contact, the story's going to be, well, under Coach Belichick, that never would have happened. You know, this team isn't as disciplined. So it's going to be somebody, like, we all see in this business, oh, we don't read it and we don't care. That's both, we, we all read it, <laughs> you know. And someone's going to have to have extreme mental toughness to be able to, as Coach Belichick would say, ignore the noise and be very comfortable in their own skin, Michelle, because those articles are coming in Tuscaloosa. Those articles are coming in Foxborough, presumably to some extent in Seattle. It's going to be, it's not as good as it once was. Mike, let's look at you as a former GM. You have an empty roster right now. There's three coaches available. What's the order in which you're calling them with Harbaugh, with Carroll, and with Belichick? Yeah, well, for me, like the most intriguing thing is Jim Harbaugh with Justin Herbert because we've seen Jim going back to – I was just talking to Rich Gannon about this the other day. Like, Rich Gannon played against Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh made Rich Gannon a better quarterback when he was on that Raider staff. And you could go back to – Andrew Luck, Colin Kaepernick, J.J. McCarthy, he has made his players better and the quarterback better. So that, to me, is extremely intriguing. So he's your first call above Belichick and above Carroll? Well, I think the context, Evan, is depending on which situation. Look, I, I like for Washington, I'm going to fly up to uh, Nantucket today and say to Coach Belichick, what is it going to take? You know, Bill grew up there. His dad was part of the Naval Academy football program for whatever mm-hmm. it was, 40-plus yeah. years. You know, Bill... Outside of a, a little stint in Detroit, his whole life has been from Maryland to the Northeast. So, like, it's hard to see Bill in Seattle or San Diego, excuse me, Los Angeles, whereas, like, in Washington, he would give them credibility from day one. So, Mike, we've got the Dolphins paying a visit to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs wildcard weekend Saturday night. It's going to be minus four degrees at kickoff. 
Now, I know that people are looking at this game for a lot of different storylines. Tyreek Hill's first game back in Kansas City since they traded in March of 2022. But I'm curious from your perspective when we look at Tua. And the Dolphins have a huge decision to make this offseason regarding whether or not to pay him or allow him to play out the fifth-year option. How much of his performance on Saturday night is going to inform what they do this offseason with him contractually? You know, Chris, I don't think it shouldn't. Like, he, he's earned it. Like, he's proved a lot of people mm-hmm. wrong, myself included. You know, 66 different quarterbacks have started a game in the NFL this season. And remarkably, he's one that's played all 17 with <laughs> massive injuries on the offensive line. He deserves credit. Now, take you inside that negotiation room. They're going to say, hey, look, we have concerns, like going back to University of Alabama. And he's going to say, well, look at the 2023 stat line. I played every game. And that's going to be a tough deal to thread the needle from a standpoint of how much guaranteed money, how much risk is fair for him to share. What does that contract look like? Well, the average per year to me is easy. You know, that's north of 50. You know, they're just slotted in one on top of the other, 50, 52, 55, somewhere in there. But again, Chris, to me, like where it's really going to become very challenging is the risk. Is it one year of guaranteed money, two years of guaranteed money? He's going to want three, maybe four years. And they're going to be like, well, wait a second. Like there's a real concern here. And he's going to say, well, I've outperformed that now. And I think that's where this is a challenging one to thread that needle. Cowboys-Packers is a very intriguing matchup for me for many reasons. But one thing I keep thinking about is Dallas always has pressure to win. Like, you have the star on your helmet, you have pressure to win. But when you look at contractually, some of the decisions they're going to have to make over the next couple seasons, how much pressure is it is there on Dallas to get it done this season? Yeah, there are windows right now, Michelle, no doubt about it. But you got to keep, obviously, the quarterback. you got to keep C.D. Lamb, who, outside of Tyreek Hill, may be the best receiver on the planet. And then, you know, Tony Pollard, to me, is a good player who had a bad year so. Their window is now, and then obviously with Micah Parsons, he doesn't leave, so other guys are going to graduate, but that's how you have sustainability. As Chris mentioned earlier, Like you got to coach those other guys that you aren't paying. Mike T, wild card weekend. The wild card team most likely to win this weekend. Oh, it's the Rams, and I can't wait for it to be 21-17. They're down with a minute 51 timeout, minus 18-yard line. Matt Stafford goes right down the field for the touchdown, because that's what the NFL is. It's one great storyline after the next. Mike, let's finish with this. Mike Tannenbaum, you'll see on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, ESPN NFL Front Office Insider. Yes or no questions to these three. Are they coaching for their job this weekend? Nick Sirianni, yes or no? He shouldn't be, so no. Mike McCarthy? He shouldn't be, no. Sean McDermott? No. So nobody is coaching for their job this weekend? Yeah, I mean, unless something catastrophic happens, like Dallas loses. Bill Belichick becoming available. <laughs> yeah, like Bill Belichick. Can't <laughs> right, I mean, that's the but, catastrophic uh, thing. And by the way, you know, I'll, I'll throw one other thing in the mix, guys. Like, the University of Alabama is open. In the co- coaching community, people see that job better than some NFL jobs. It's more well-resourced than some NFL teams. Oh, wow. You have more first-round picks than NFL teams. That job is impacted. So if they call Vrabel, he'll, more he would be interested in that? I'll, I'll give you one. D'Amico Ryans. If, if I'm D'Amico Ryans and University of Alabama says, here's $150 million to go back to oh, your school. Where he played. Where he played and starred. Look, no. Dan Campbell, no. Dan Campbell had to answer the question at the press conference. Are you going to go back to Texas A&M and be the head coach? He said no. But if I'm D'Amico Ryans... And I, I got C.J. Stroud guess, for yeah. a decade and a half, though. Yeah, and that's, now you have Jalen Milrow into whoever's next. So I mean, I understand the argument there. No, no. I mean, now, you're Nick, making me a lot, think of, money. Nick, a lot Nick, of money. Nick Saban answered that question differently a decade ago. That's fair. Well, he's right. He's not going to be the Alabama coach. <laughs> no, no, no. When he left <laughs> I, Miami, I know. right, right. But but my my point is, if I'm D'Amico Ryan's, I'm thinking about that for a second because do I do I want to compete against Trevor Lawrence or against Mississippi State? 
Wow. Wow. That would be a chain of events because then Nick Casario goes back to the Patriots in that spot. Because then you get out of Houston. you got to run away if you lose to Miko Ryans after that. Mike T, great job as always. Coming up, we will go four downs next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. 170%. This is Four Downs. First down. It is time for Four Downs here on Unsportsmanlike with Evan Cohen, Chris Candy, and Canty. Why do I always say Candy? Candy. Well, I'm sorry. The bling from his Super Bowl ring kind of got in my eye. It's eye candy. Well, eye candy, yeah. Chris Canty with the eye candy. And I'm Michelle Smallman. All right, first down, guys. Can we declare the Texans the clear winner and the Deshaun Watson trade? Yes. We head into Browns, yes, Texas yes. this weekend. It's over. The Texans fleeced the Cleveland Browns. Now, listen, Cleveland's going to be in the playoffs, but it ain't because of Deshaun Watson. But the Houston Texans have built the foundation for what they'll be over the next decade and a half by virtue of all of those first-round draft picks. They don't have the ability to draft C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson Jr., without the Cleveland Browns first round pick. They got Daryl Stingley Jr. from the first round pick from two years ago, and they're going to use Cleveland's first round pick this upcoming year. In the, uh, and so this is a situation now where the foundation for this franchise has been laid, and they're already ahead of schedule making the playoffs in year one with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. Yeah, the, the Texans are the winners of that trade, but the Browns aren't losers. Like, everything that's happened since that trade with the Browns has pointed them in the direction of actually being competitive, just not because of Deshaun Watson. But if it's not competitive because of Deshaun Watson, then it's clear that the Texans won. But I also yeah. want to know who's coming there, who's re-signing there because of the fact they feel like they had a quarterback. I, I just, I don't think, like, this is the problem with this. The, the Browns are in a great position right now. Just not because of Deshaun Watson. 
So, yes, so the Texans, the Texans won, won the trade. I said the Texans won yeah, the trade. Yeah, this is a playoff team literally built by the Browns. Yeah. And what did they get for Deshaun Watson in return? One good half of football? Against Baltimore. Yeah, that's it. One good half of football. <laughs> that's what we got. Yeah. And, I a, was, lot, and a lot of headache I from a PR standpoint. Big time. And that's not going away anytime soon because people are going to— And an albatross of a contract that has made the owner uh, a black sheep in NFL circles. Not great. Not great. All right, second down. Second down. Dolphins at Chiefs. Who's going to make a bigger impact on this game? Tyreek Hill or the weather? I'm going to say the weather. And it's it, it's the ball handling that I'm concerned with. It's supposed to be cold. It might be a little snowy. And so when you don't have that feel for the football, it, it could be a, posi- a situation where it gets a little bit slick because it is so cold. I, I just I think that could end up being a problem, especially for the Miami Dolphins. I don't understand why the Dolphins would let it leak that they turned their indoor uh, practice facilities temperature down to 50 degrees as if that's going to somehow get them acclimated for what they're walking into in Arrowhead Stadium on Saturday night. 50 is not cold enough. No, it's not. It's you like got a, you got a whole nother 50 degrees, you know, bro. You practice in a freezer. You got a whole nother 50 degrees to go. That's not close. So, yeah. I mean, the ball handling to me is going to be a little bit concerned. I don't, I, the Chiefs defense has seen Tyreek Hill. He was once their teammate. They know what kind of speed they're walking in. Steve Spagnuolo, I have a plan in terms of limiting his touches, limited his explosives. So, I think the weather by far is going to be a bigger factor. I agree, but I wonder one thing. If one thing is true, does that make the inverse true? In other words, if the Chiefs receivers drop the ball in good weather, does that mean they catch the ball in bad weather? No. Wait, no, but that's no. exactly what I thought. You you said people are going to have trouble hanging on to the ball. They do what anyway. About, what about the people that already have trouble hanging on to the ball? Well, they can't uh, have but, more but, trouble. Because I, because I don't think the Chiefs are going to focus on the passing game. I think this is going to be an Isaiah Pacheco show. Okay. Whether it's him running the football or throwing it to him on screens, passes out of the backfield, it is Isaiah Pacheco. He is a bowling ball of knives coming downhill. And good luck to a depleted front seven in the Miami Dolphins trying to tackle that guy who all he wants to do is run through somebody's face. A bowling ball of knives that just wants to run through somebody's face. Yeah. Pretty good to have. It's pretty descriptive though, right? Yeah. When you watch him run, mm-hmm. I feel sorry for the ground when Isaiah Pacheco runs. He's angry. <laughs> he runs hard. He's angry. There's no question. Third down. Third down. Steelers at Bills. Fill in the blank. If the Bills lose, blank. I'll be a happy camper on Monday because I love Mike Tomlin and I'm all anti-Josh Allen and his turnovers. So I will sit here with the proverbial celebratory cigar in my mouth because all of my beliefs will come true. I'm not a big believer in caring too much about being right. I just care about starting a conversation, not winning a conversation. In this case, I want to win this conversation. I want to be right about Josh Allen being a turnover machine and Mike Tomlin just being a machine. That's what that's how I feel in this sense. So two things. If if the if the Bills lose, yep. Sean McDermott is out of a job and how we look at Josh Allen changes for the foreseeable future. Because Josh Allen would be head to head at home against Mason Rudolph. <sighs> And on the losing side of it. <laughs> you couldn't even say I, that. I can't you even say that it, because it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> you have water in it, it, Again, like I've said before, under this current playoff format, we have never seen a two-seed lose in wild card weekend. It hasn't happened. So if you're the first to make that history in a bad way, then all of a sudden I think the perception around you has to change. So everybody got to miss me with the elite quarterback nonsense. You're not elite if you're losing on wild card weekend to a Pittsburgh Steelers team that won't have T.J. Watt and that's starting Mason Rudolph. I'm sorry. You're just not. 
I agree. I said what I said. I, I know. You said I said what I said. I said what I said. Mason standing on business. I mean, I'm he just saying. What he like, said. How, much, how much more does this show have to go in on we're sick of Josh Allen being equated to Patrick Mahomes oh, but until Abby he had... approves? Now, if he wins the Super Bowl, we'll put a, we have egg on our face. But I, we got to see that first. But Ev, he's got over 40 touchdowns total. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fourth down. Fourth down. Packers at Cowboys. Has Jordan Love done enough to prove that he's the future of the Packers? Hell yeah, he has. He's the future. I mean, 6-2 and two in his last eight starts, 18 touchdowns to one interception. He's, 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 he's proven that. Like, this guy in the second half of the NFL season has been the best quarterback in the NFC. Since week 11, he's been the best quarterback in the NFC. And and during that stretch, you're talking about wins over two current playoff teams. So Jordan Love has been absolutely outstanding. I think he's proven that regardless of what happens on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys, the future is bright in Green Bay because of Jordan Love. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, it, he woke up in his new Bugatti. He's the future. I mean, that's where it is right now. Well, I mean, Ev, think about it. This is the youngest team in the NFL, mm-hmm. and it's the youngest team to make the playoffs since 1974. 1970, that's a long time ago. Yep. Half a century. Yep. So, I mean, like, that's what we're talking about. So, Jordan Love has put this team in this position, and I think it's now made it clear and obvious that the Green Bay Packers won that trade with Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. We, they won that trade. We did our awards earlier this week on our show. We didn't give out executive of the year. I'm probably missing someone. For me, Brian Gutekunst is the answer to that question. No, nah, the answer is Eric DaCosta. With the Ravens? Bull- bullying Lamar Jackson into their contract is Eric DaCosta. Okay, but they had- is, is Eric- He's going to win MVP. But does and that you got the best record way? in the league. It's usually he's somebody bull- that makes moves, isn't it? No, that is a move. Well, re-signing well, is different That was than a that. huge move. I'm not saying it's not, uh, uh, but uh, uh, I just uh, think that trying to Trying amazing. to negotiate off of the precedent of the Deshaun Watson contract, a quarterback in your division, and finding a way to bully Lamar into a more traditional contract structure – and oh, by the way, going out and signing Jadavion Clowney, going out and Odell. making those, getting Odell Beckham Jr., mm-hmm. drafting Zay Flowers. He's done I, a great I mean, job. He's done a phenomenal I'm fi- job. I'm fine. At, but here's signing the thing. Roquan Smith. Like, it is great I'm job. totally fine with that. I think Eric DaCosta is known as a big-time executive. I think it's about time we put Bri- – Brian Gutenkus was known to the public as the guy that was feuding with Aaron Rodgers. He's better at his job right now than Aaron Rodgers is at his. Yeah, and look at New England. They moved on from Tom Brady, and everybody thought that was the right move, and it turned out not to be. So Green Bay, the situation could have been the same. They could have moved on from Aaron Rodgers, and he could have had great success elsewhere. That's not how it played out. Absolutely. All right, we have a bonus down. Do we have a sounder for this? Bonus down. Bonus down. Rams at Lions. Has the Stafford trade been a win-win for both teams? How could you say it's not? I mean, the foundation for what the Lions are is built on the two first-rounders that they were able to get from the L.A. Rams. So, yeah, I I would absolutely say it's a win-win. The Rams got what they wanted out of this deal. They got a championship. Sorry, Smalls. I I know you don't want good things for that franchise. But they won a championship with Matt Stafford, so that's mission accomplished. And the Lions feel like they're on their way in the next three to five years to being able to do the same. So, yeah, I think it is a win-win. I don't know how you look at it otherwise. It's one of the most win-win situations we have ever seen by way of trade in the NFL. Yep. I don't know that anyone could come up with a trade that is more of a win-win. A few reasons why. Stafford obviously gets the title. Let's also not forget they got paid off to take Jared Goff. They got a first-round pick, they being the Lions. One first-round pick for Stafford, one first-round pick to take Goff's contract on. 
Jared Goff has been an excellent quarterback for the Lions the last two years. Think about it. Would a team that thinks that would the I'll give you one. Would the Atlanta Falcons give up a future first rounder for Jared Goff? Probably. He's young enough and good enough where if you put him around those weapons, that could be a big time team. So that is an awesome trade for both parties. And by the way, I see a bonus question on here from Nuno. Are Lions fans allowed to wear a Stafford jersey at the game? No. You can't wear a Stafford jersey. He's the opposition. No. That's at his retirement way. ceremony, yes. But it's a Lions jersey, though. No, but you cannot no. wear a Stafford jersey. No. He's well, on it's, the a, other it's, team. it's an ode to Matt Stafford. No. no. It's an ode to Matt no. Stafford. You got to show him some love. Listen, the, the Lions tried to knock the career out of this dude. Remember, this is the same franchise that forced Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson to retire in the heart of their prime. You know what? I could have, if I'm a Lions fan, I could have love for Matt Stafford every single day but that day. Every single wow. day but that day. No wow. chance. They haven't hosted not... a playoff game since the 90s. You wow. cannot do that. You that can't. is that no. is awful. No. Absolutely awful if you were to do that. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. We got Adam over it coming up. We do have you guys jumping in, hopefully, on the Dr. Pepper call-in line here. Can you wear that jersey? If you're a Lions fan, can you wear a Stafford jersey to the game against the Rams this weekend? We'll get your phone calls in. Plus, I'm over it next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. But first, CeCe has this from Vivid Seats. All right. Check off that New Year's bucket list with tickets from Vivid Seats. Your home for every tackle, every slap shot, and every dunk. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every purchase. From tip-off to the final buzzer, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the 2024 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to save money when you bundle your auto policy with home, condo, or renters. You'll earn a multi-policy discount. Easy to bundle, easy to save. Visit Progressive.com for more information. Pat Costello, our producer, is here. I'm over at things he's annoyed with, fed up with, as we have a lot of conversation about the Stafford jersey debate as to whether or not you can uh, wear a Stafford jersey if you're a Lions fan no. to the game this weekend against the Rams. Pat, what are you over today? We're going to get calls in after that.
that. Yeah, you guys are crazy. You can absolutely wear a Stafford jersey. Thank right. you. No, thank you, Pat. No. Thank you. He's the best quarterback in the history of the franchise. There are going to be a lot of Matt Stafford jerseys out there in Detroit anyway. And guess what? People are going to wear them to the game because they own them. There's no right, problems but- wearing them at all. This isn't Aaron Rodgers going back to Green Bay. There's not bad blood like that. It's fine. But he's your opposition. You're trying to enter a new chapter yeah. of Detroit Lions football. You're trying to win, and he is the quarterback yeah, of the other team. Me wearing a jersey is not going to change whether they win or lose the game. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, you're supporting the opposition. No, you're not. Yes, you're you supporting are. Detroit. It's a Lions jersey. No, it's a Lions jersey. You guys are so crazy. So you're saying, you're saying if somebody accomplished something in your uniform, like you know, all-star awards, whatever it is, at any point, once they leave, you can wear their jersey to a game even if they're playing against it you, It happened with Brian Dawkins. It happened with Donovan McNabb. So you'd wear I mean, a Ben Simmons jersey to a Sixers game? That's, uh, that is not, not at all the same. same. I'm just, how is that the same in your mind? you wear a James Harden jersey? To how is that the same in your mind? Because I'm not wearing any jersey. That's such a bad comparison. I wouldn't wear LeBron Heat jersey, not that I have one, to a Heat game if they're playing against You don't have a LeBron Heat jersey? Never in a million years would I insane. He's... He might be the best player in the history of your franchise. No, he's not. He's the best player that played for them. He's not the best player in the history of the franchise. There's a difference. I'm sorry. Okay. You, here's there what is. you do. You wear the jersey sure. and you take duct tape over the name and you write in golf. You know, it's you the still, wrong number, though. But it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. You're you're saying while I'm wearing the jersey, I'm supporting our, our guy. Our guy. Okay, I could I be on board with that. Because I I'm not be saying you should have that. to go out and buy a new wardrobe for one game. I yeah. understand people are like, I want to support my team. This is the jersey I have. But you have to make it known that while I love Matt Stafford every other day, not today, buddy. Not today. I rock with that. Okay. Yeah, but you're not cheering for the Rams. You're cheering for the Lions. You just have a Stafford jersey. He's on, on the Rams. He's the best the player in the franchise's history. Way, Smalls is right. You could duct tape it and write Williams. They have a guy in Jamison Williams who wears number nine. I mean, there's no way you can wear a Stafford jersey that game. I can't wait for Eagles fans to show up if there's a Rams-Eagles playoff game with a Wentz jersey on. <laughs> That's a good one. Good one. Would you wear a Wentz jersey? He was good for you. You can't say he these, wasn't. These comparisons you guys have made are horrendous. They're awful comparisons. These are not even close to the same bad. thing. I didn't offer a comparison. I offered a solution, and no one seems to have a problem with that, right? Fair. That's also paper. fair. I, I assume everyone has duct tape lying around, no? You think so? I don't yeah. know. What we got next, Pat? <laughs> Cece's had enough of that one. <laughs> uh, can we stop bringing up Belichick not being good in Cleveland? As this like big knock on his career, right. it he hasn't wasn't made as se- good in Cleveland as he was in New England. It's yeah, but it hasn't. Made, it was I was one when that like that, you know how long ago that was. <laughs> like it didn't matter. He became the goat after that, and we're still bringing up like in ninety two, Belichick wasn't the best ever. Like who cares? He did win a playoff game in Cleveland <laughs> against Parcells. Correct. <laughs> you, have to, you have to be really good to do that. <laughs> I mean his his record in Cleveland was thirty six and forty four. He had four losing seasons, one winning seasons. Um, but he wasn't that bad where it was like some embarrassing performance. So I agree with you. Yeah, I think that his tenure there is just not nearly as good as his tenure in New England. Well, yeah. that's an understatement. Like, I mean, four of the like, five that, years he had a losing record. So yeah, but like, the internet good. barely existed. Like, who cares what he did in 93? Like, why does that still matter? It's 20, it was 30 years ago. I agree. But it's held against him, and we know that.
How's it held against him? He's the greatest coach of all time. Who's holding it against him? You brought it up earlier. No, I only brought it up to talk about the development of the head coach within the infrastructure that the owner established. That's the only reason I brought it up. I'm not taking away that Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. It's not a knock on him. It's not to say that Tom Brady is more responsible for the dynasty than Belichick. I was just citing the example that it takes a really good infrastructure to get the most out of your people. Clearly, that doesn't exist in Cleveland. It does exist in Foxborough. Yeah, you brought it That's up. That's the only point. As a positive towards Robert Kraft. That's it. Not That's a knock it. on Bill Belichick. Not a knock on Belichick. That's Sorry, Pat. Yeah, make sure we don't wear Brady jerseys uh, when they were playing against Tampa. Couldn't do I that. I agree. That's insane. Um, I feel like we haven't had a great sports movie in, in years that we could go to the theater and watch. We've had some come out on like Netflix and stuff that are pretty good. But I love being able to go to the movie theater and watch like a great sports movie on the big screen. Like I feel like the last one that was like really good was Creed. Nah, I don't know if I can say Creed is a good sports that. movie. Oh, I like Creed. It. I like. I don't it. know if it's a good sports movie. What's a movie? How is Creed not a sports movie? Are we movie? talking like Field of Dreams? Yeah, Rudy. like that to me is a, 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 a Remember pro, the Titans? The movie The Program, Any How Given is, Sunday. Yeah. Those are sports movies. I How don't know if I look at Creed as a sports, movie? A sports movie. It's a boxing movie. What are you talking about? I think there's boxing involved, but the boxing is not... I don't know if the boxing... I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a sports movie to me. I can't speak on it. I haven't seen what? it. What? Yeah. I, I yeah. don't get... Do you consider Rocky sports movies? I don't know. Is Rocky a As sports movie? It feels like more of a drama it's, than it, than it is a sports both. movie. Kind of a love story. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't look at Rocky as a sports. movie. Do you movie. look at Sandler's um, Hustle as a sports movie? Mm, yes, yes. A, how is that? It's a basketball movie. That's a drama too. About? No, I I think no, it I is. No, I know. I'm talking to K. I can't even believe that was a question. Listen, like, I have this weird, convoluted, uh, I guess system in which I judge whether or not it's a sports movie. And it just, the Rocky and Creed things just seem so far-fetched. I can't, it's not, it's not close to the realm of reality. Like, it's just not close Is Rudy a sports movie to you? Rudy is a sports movie. Is Draft Day a sports movie? Rudy a sports movie? How much sports is in Draft Day? No, I'm asking. Is it a sports movie? No, it's not a sports movie. Draft, it's about the NFL draft. How much much sports is in it? The whole thing. The whole movie is sports. Okay, okay, all right. The whole movie is uh, a sports. I don't, I don't, I don't what are you maybe, talking about? Maybe I'm out of my mind. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't. I don't have the words to explain what is a sports movie I, and what's not. I've given examples. I don't know. I, I don't know. Brian Song is a sports movie. Like, oh, a, movie. like that's a sports. Movie. That's a sports. Movie? That's a sports movie. North Dallas Forty is a sports movie. Like like there are sports movies out again. Major any, League. Any given Sunday, a sports movie. I, you know, yeah, again. Major League's a sports movie. Yeah, Major League's a baseball. sports movie. Do you know yeah. that Mad Dog? Christopher Russo will not watch Major League and doesn't like it because it's filmed in Milwaukee, not Cleveland. I understand that. You, you under that is the most ridiculous thought I've ever heard in my entire life. It's a movie. So everybody loved the show Ozark. And as somebody that vacationed in the Ozarks every year growing up in the summer, the first time I watched it, I was like, they're wearing a long sleeve flannel in the summertime in the Ozarks. Terrible choice. Can't watch it. Yeah, Friday, Night, Friday Night Lights is a sports movie. Oh, but the show. Sports show. The best show. The best show. We're on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.